With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The following podcast contains spoilers and adult language. Listener discretion is advised. Hi, I'm Adam Green, the creator of the Hatchet franchise and Holliston TV show. And you are listening to The Showdown. And if they ever show down any of my shit, my shit better win. Welcome to another episode of the Showdown Podcast. Yes, you are tearing me apart, Linda. Is that her name, Linda? Lisa. Lisa, something like that. I don't Lisa. know. Lisa, come on. <laughs> yeah. This is the Showdown Podcast. If it sounds weird, that's because I, Corey, am doing the intro and Brad is not. Because he's not here. It's just Vic and I. As the normal host of the Showdown podcast. But today, we have somebody filling in for Brad. That's It's somebody that's been on the show at least two or three times. I would say he is a, a regular uh, featured guest of the show. I've been on more than Vibbert, so Yes, that's true. It's, yeah. Mike, it's Mike Wycliffe. That's me. Yay, I'm Mike yeah. It's Mike Wycliffe week in uh, the Corey Miller uh, podcast universe because he's been on two other shows so far this week. It's kind of weird how that happens. Shocking. Uh, this episode is going to be different. <laughs> and, and Vic is loving this because he has oh. no idea where I'm going. I, no, quite I, honestly, I'm not real sure I do either. Know did you I'm just say I'm loving this because I don't know? Yeah. I'm not loving this because I don't know. I am fearing this because I do not know. <laughs> This is going to be a bit different. Uh, yeah, this is a movie that's that's uh, it's a uh, what ten years old now. Something at this like point, that. Yeah. At this point, so it is older, and we're going back. It might to re- be older than that. It's two thousand three. Yeah, two thousand three. Yeah, it's fifteen years old. Fifteen years old. So technically, we we're still standing in the parameters, but this isn't a movie we would typically do because we kind of like to do better movies. Uh, I I, I I wanted to do this. I wanted to do this movie as actual an actual. Uh, a commentary, do our own little commentary as we watch it because this is one of those movies where you could do that. But uh, uh, the opportunity arose for us to do it on this, and that's what we're going to do. So let's. We didn't talk about this. We probably should. Next time about- you talk me into something like this, I'm wrecking my car. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Brad is probably sitting at home going, I'm so glad. That, <laughs> he's going. He's going. I heard he wanted to do this movie. That's why I did it. <laughs> yeah. He, I, I said, hey, we're we're gonna we're gonna do the room, and he's like, yeah, I can probably come by and and do it. I'm like, okay. And then I think when he watched the movie, he realized, no, I don't want to do this. <laughs> I'm gonna tell them I can't make it. So, uh, so of course you call me, and what have I got going on? Yeah. Uh, Mike, Mike was like, yeah, I'll do it. I love that movie. No, nah, that's not what I said. <laughs> I said, are you sure you don't want to do Birdemic? Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, that's it's funny because Birdemic actually uh, came out in the same year. I realized that today. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Beca- They're both terrible. Oh, yeah. But Birdemic <laughs> is slightly more terrible. Uh, see, I just, so- figured, I just figured Brad uh, uh, decided that, you know, for the meta humor of it, uh, he would let the Tommy Wiseau of the podcast do the. No, <laughs> oh, oh, I love it. <laughs> uh, no, no, stop it. <laughs> you stop it right Vic, now. Vic, oh, hi, Corey. Vic, All right, so. Vic, uh, we have- hold on. Mike and I are going to go toss a football around. We'll be right back. <laughs> Let's play football. No, I mean, uh, let's. You know, we're going to take this. This episode is going to be a little bit different, a little uh, as far as the format goes. So I think we can kind Mostly of because I can't stay on topic for nothing. <laughs> um, 
I think what we should, what we'll do here is let's go ahead, let's give out our social media, get that all out of the out of the way, and then let's let's just go right into this movie and just start talking about it because I I don't really think that there's, um, I don't know, I don't know how many people have actually seen this, so we'll kind of we'll hold on. I still want to do my favorite episode, my favorite part of the episode. Oh, you still want to do bankroller bust? Yes. Well, I don't have the sound effects with me. Uh, That's okay. But uh, I was you... thinking about this in the car on the way there, on the way here. How how can you really do the bankroller bust for this one? Yeah, I can't really. Because he's kind of toured it for years, and we don't know what any of those numbers are going to be. Because uh, we go by the base, we go by the uh, box office take when the movie came out, not oh. what the current. That's true. Okay, never mind. Yeah. I, I, I get it. <clears throat> All right. Well, um, here. I'll. B- how, how about this? How about I be the music part of it? How about you just clip uh, part of this out of another episode and put it in there, and then we'll just go from there. Because I, the, I don't have the full audio by itself. Yeah, you do. No, I don't. No. Every other... I, what do you mean? Fine, I'll do it. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's my thought. <laughs> Don't try to play me, dude. I know what you do. <laughs> I know what you have. <laughs> I was going to say, it takes me like four right. different files to uh, build every episode of the... Of yeah, I was about to say. <laughs> yeah, well, I can add more he tracks. Play, he likes to play like he doesn't know what he can do, and uh, he can't do that with me. It may work with Brad. he tell Brad, oh, I can't do that. I don't have a thing for it. He knows he can't do that with me, so I don't know why he even tried. <laughs> Poor the shot. <laughs> I guess so. All right. All right. Hey, let's well, hit, I'm the, gonna... hit the music. <laughs> the music's playing while you are t- while you should be talking. No, no. music here. <laughs> okay, Brad. <laughs> Brad. <laughs> Brad's not here, dummy. <laughs> Okay, Corey, and today's bankroller bust on a budget of $6 million. What was the box office take for the 2003 uh, uh, Holocaust of a film that is? The- now, first of all, I'd like to say that I think the $6 million is way too much. I have I, I want to know where they spent that money at. What's the budget? That was the budget of their green screen, I think. That was the budget. I know. What was the box office take? The box office take. I'm going to say, like, um, $400. <laughs> and that's uh, being generous. <laughs> Uh, you're definitely, definitely wrong once again, sir. But the movie spent six million dollars to make the movie. It made a one point nine. Really? <laughs> I'm surprised they got over a thousand. I'll be honest. I thought with the, with the ten percent the wiggle room that you get. Yeah. Uh, I mean that's six hundred thousand dollars right there. Um, yeah. I, I thought maybe you might get there with a thousand dollars. Yeah, uh, by the way, that was uh, 19. <laughs> oh, my God. So, this is the thing ever. 1900. Yeah. So. <laughs> Why are we doing this, Corey? <laughs> what the f- <laughs> If you have not seen it, the listener, this is to the listener. If you have not seen this movie. Don't. It's not a love letter to the listeners, by the way. Yeah. It, if you really like bad movies, bad movies that are so bad they turn around to be good, this is one of those. Okay, so we built traumatic cinematic on bad movies that kind of arc themselves around to being good. We did, we did not do this movie on purpose. <laughs> this movie was that bad. I mean, yes. Louis tricked us once with Birdemic. Yeah. Um, this was the exact reason why you were the first guest that we thought of for this. You <laughs> like, did movies exactly like this. Movies that were so bad, they came back around to being good. I was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is just a bad movie. But I watched you... it again last night because I'm a good friend. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
So what are your <laughs> thoughts, Mike? Does it hold up for you? Does it, I mean, uh, after... F- Define hold up. Okay, after <laughs> multiple viewings. Do you, do you understand it a little bit better? Is it... After Watch multiple it. viewings, my lunch barely stayed down. Ah. So, no, I mean... It depends on your context. If you're trying to watch it like it's a real movie, then no, it does not hold up. Mm-hmm. If you're going into it, you know, prepared to throw toast at the screen, um, then or yes. spoons or spoons, um, because honestly, it is. It has kind of become a generational. Like last generation's was Rocky Horror. Mm-hmm. Uh, this generation very well may be the room. Right. It's the midnight oh. movie where I know I hated saying it too. Um, oh, uh, my stomach just like turned a little it's bit. It's the from midnight that. movie where people go in, and it's not about the movie. Yeah, uh, yeah. And in that regard, yes, it does hold up. Yeah. So you do you feel this movie has has built a community alike to Rocky Horror Picture Show? No, but it's not no. as old as Rocky Horror either. So yeah, so true. Give it time because it also doesn't have meatloaf. Or Tim Curry. <laughs> right. But give it, it does, time, though. It does have a dude that looks kind of like Meatloaf, though. A little bit. I mean, like, actual, like, the food. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Um, just kind of doughy and weird. <laughs> but they, they do midnight screenings now, and and like we, like we were making jokes about, yeah, they're throwing spoons at the screen. They're dressing up like the other characters. They're throwing footballs in the aisles. So, yeah, it's definitely taking on... Uh, that next generation Rocky Horror for sure. Uh, Vic, what about you? Look, <laughs> Corey, I have said this a hundred times to you. I hate the movies that you choose for us to watch. See, <laughs> no, this is this is where the listener gets to peek behind the behind the curtain and find and, and find <laughs> out who's picking some of the movies. I haven't picked I, a movie on the show in months. So now you know why. This is why. This is the proof as to why we try not to allow you to pick the movies without some sort of oversight. Good point. I think I just walked myself right into that one. This is like it seems like Corey picks movies kind of like the way my dad used to cook. My dad I remember my dad cooking once when I was a child. And it was so terrible, my mother never asked him to cook again. So I'm just picking bad movies so I don't have to pick again. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, I, look, look. The characters are weird. Like, oh, bottom yeah. line. Oh, now, I know that that's the appealing point and why that's the appealing part and that's why this whole thing has become a thing. But there are some things that should just never be. And based on the amount of money they spent to make this movie and the amount of money that it made... I think that people are literally, and it's a bunch of hipsters, are literally turning this into a thing just because it's that bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And no redemption arc. There is no curve back. Like, literally, this bitch is just, like, so bad, it's still going no. bad. What's so great about it is that Tommy Wiseau <laughs> thinks it's everybody loves it because it's <laughs> such a great piece of cinema. I don't Ugh. know. I don't know if he really believes that. No, I, I do. believe I, he may have Cartmaned himself into this. He has to believe that, or else his whole world collapses in on itself. And <laughs> so, as long as he continues to believe that, but he's making money. Yeah. I mean, he did try and get Mark Hamill to take him to the Oscars, and that didn't really work out for him very well. But uh, um, oh, hi, Mark. <laughs> uh, did you see? Did you see that happen on Twitter? Yeah, I saw that. And I love Mark Camel's reactions. Like, oh, oh, uh, hi. Um, I thanks for the fact that I can't walk down a street without somebody going, oh, hi, Mark. Now, <laughs> um, that's not really the way he said it, but that was the intent. Yeah, it made me laugh for like ten minutes. Yeah. Oh, hi, Mark. Mark Camel is a national treasure. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Look, so, Tommy. Ahead, how do you say his last name? Wizzo. Wizzo. Yeah. The yeah. The, the he story needs to have his sack card revoked. So, <laughs> like okay, so, something, he needs to be penalized for this movie. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> so, Some about his, so about his sag card, the story that I read about the way he got his sag card, why he has a sag card. So they made this movie completely sag free. Nobody, well, nobody wanted to. But, yeah, um, but 
so there's no SAG um, play. In Unions. It. No, nothing. Nothing. Uh, nothing. Um, but one of the other actors, and I think it was uh, uh, Mark, the guy that played Mark, um, ended up getting some other parts and got his SAG card. And Tommy Wiseau got so pissed off about it, he financed a, a shit ton of commercials on his own for him to be in so that he could have enough hours <laughs> to get a SAG card. <laughs> That's why he has a SAG card. Oh, my God. That's funny. <laughs> I guess self-proclaimed prophecy. Oh my God, Corey! Look, here's the deal. So, the I don't even know how to say it. <laughs> Vic says this does not hold up. I'm in agreement. No. It does not either. However, <laughs> there is an asterisk. Context is king. Yes. However, if you're having a if you got a bunch of people over your sitting around partying or whatever and you want to have a good time and laugh at the screen and laugh at, at some of the crazy shit you will see in this movie, then this is a movie to watch for sure. I mean <laughs> I mean the <clears throat> we and we can we can start to get into it. The acting is horrible. The editing is horrible. Uh the Apparently, in almost all the scenes, they had two cameras set up right next to each other. One was in HD. One was a, one was uh, sixteen millimeter. I think he was shooting to film and video at the same time. At the same time, so when it would cut back and forth, it'd be looking nice, and then it cut to the other angle, and it's all blurry. But he left it in. Yeah, cause <laughs> that's the best way to make a movie. My best guess on that is that he just had two cameras. Oh, yeah. And it wasn't that... Because some people... I, I've seen some people say he was shooting with the two cameras from the, from the same angle every time, and it was so that he could have one that was uh, high def and one that was film. Yeah. Because he couldn't remember... Film. Because he couldn't remember which one was better. Well, I mean, this is the same guy that said he went to... I don't remember what college and had a degree in psychology. Oh, yeah. But can't differentiate between a psychiatrist and a psychologist. I have a right. I'm a psychologist. Yeah, um, but yeah. So I mean, the guy's all over the place. So basically, he filmed. He what he did was he filmed it in both high def and low res because then he can put out the uh, the classic version <laughs> in low think, res. I don't think he was thinking that at all. I think he just he just had only two cameras, and so that's where he gets his edits. Yeah, I think I think yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then just do a whole bunch, just do a whole bunch of takes, and we'll just take from the best there, and we'll we'll figure out. <laughs> this dude clearly had no idea how to make a movie, and thought, "I think I can do this. I can just write by a camera. I'll set it up on a tripod, uh, in in a room. Hey, wait, I'll call it the room, and then it'll all be everything. Everything takes place just, in this one room. Well, and except it doesn't though. Yeah, then there then there's the rooftop. Which, and, but I mean, if you think about it, it, it started out as a play, okay? Yeah. And you can have a play, a perfectly good play, in one room. Like, no. that's that's understandable. Well, that's because yeah, you just have the one scene, but it actually, right. before it was, before you did any kind of play, it was a 540 page unproduced novel that he wrote. Uh, <laughs> wow. Oh, <laughs> that seems God. so bad. <laughs> No, I mean seriously. Uh, it's getting worse. <laughs> um, this di the dialogue, the dialogue. Let's talk about that. Oh hi, Corey. Oh hi, Mark. Um, here, what did I say when I walked in? Oh hi, doggy. <laughs> yeah, which is kind of my favorite line in the movie. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Followed by, "You're my best customer. Or, You're my favorite customer." That's what it was. Yeah, there's there's a, there's a couple things in here. Uh, he's, Which Vic, you should note, Corey has notes. Yeah, that's how that's how impressed. I wrote a couple movie. things down here. Yeah, Corey, Corey never uh, is that prepared for things that are good. <laughs> what What's that written above that? What's that first line say? Uh, I miss you. No, 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 no. Oh. At the very top, dangerous minds. Yeah. See, I even wrote notes for dangerous minds that I ended up remembering. There's like four notes there. Yeah, I know. It's just There's like four <laughs> lines of notes that are all crossed out. Yeah, because that that's all dangerous minds. That was a Lifetime movie. Yeah. Um, the one. Oh, I, I I did forget this. I know this is going back to that movie, but the mom got mad because she wasn't going to graduate from high school. And she said, "Uh, 
graduate from high school, you'll be a doctor. He just jumped right into the doctor thing. If you, and I don't remember. This anyway. movie is so bad. He's going back to previous episodes. Yeah. Now. Okay. Here's my quote. <laughs> they're sitting when they were sitting. It's towards the end of the movie. They're sitting in the diner. Uh, Tommy Wiseau and his buddy, and he's he was talking about. I just got a new client. And it's like, oh yeah, well, who's the client? I, I can't, can't tell you. I can't tell you. <laughs> How's your sex life? Yeah. It just jumps right into. How's your sex life? Really. <sighs> Well, they had to had they had to get from A to B somehow. I mean, you know. <laughs> and I like his his chicken noise. Cheep 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 cheep. Yeah, that that didn't get annoying. No, not at all. <laughs> um, I want to kill myself. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's one line. Hold on. You owe me. You now owe me. You owe me, let's see, how much? I, I don't even remember how long it was. You had the whole month of uh, minutes. You owe me 99 minutes of my life, Corey. Had, and I am going to hold you to giving it back. You had the whole month of February. I got one. <laughs> yeah, but at least I can. I had the whole month of February. Um, pardon me. What movies did we do in February? We did uh, Harlem Nights. Well, oh, wait, we, we still haven't we recorded did. that one. <laughs> Dude, that yeah, yeah, awesome. Yeah. Uh, what did we do again? Uh, lethal, what? lethal Weapon, Dangerous Minds. Um, <laughs> there was one other one. Dangerous Minds, thank you very much. What? You and Brad picked Dangerous Minds. Yeah, so what is this? I had the whole month of February. Well, the shortest of the year, and I only got one movie out of that. So... You owe me 99 fucking minutes, sir, and I, I, I intend to collect. <laughs> All right. We'll figure it out out there. Uh, there was another line where uh, I think this was the blonde, the, the blonde girl, Lisa. Is that, did, I, did we? You mean like the only female in the, well, one of two. No, yeah. Well, three females in the whole movie? Yeah. She says, I miss you. And the dude's on the other line goes, I just saw you. What are you talking about? <laughs> well, it's so uneven and weird how everybody just ping-pongs back and forth yeah. between every emotion. Everybody... Oh, I thought you were going to say how everybody comes in and out of the, that apartment. Well, that too. It's like, it's like they've got a revolving door. But, I mean, the mom even mentioned that, you know, you're, <laughs> yeah. if, if there was a criminal here, you'd be his favorite... You'd be his best friend. Yeah. It's like... Well, she, well she's got that line where she says, uh, why, why does everybody keep showing up or something like that? It's like... Yeah, she's thinking for the audience, going, "Why the hell does everybody keep coming over and just showing up out of out of no, nowhere?" No, she's not thinking for the audience. At that, by that point, already in the movie, the audience is thinking, "I'm not drunk enough for this movie. <laughs> I need to, um, I need some more alcohol." And you're right. This movie is awesome to watch with a bunch of friends. And I will make a rare uh, commercial for a friend right now and say, "Chicks vodka is excellent." Oh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and get yourself some chicks vodka because that will make the movie a whole lot better. I like to drink it with this stuff called Ale Eight. Oh, it's I thought you were basically gonna... like caffeinated ginger ale. It's great. I thought you were going to say with scotch, like like he does vodka like... and scotch. Yeah, oh, vodka well, and scotch. I mean, you know. Yeah, and what's that about? She knows that he doesn't drink, so let's give you scotch and vodka mixed together for your first time drinking. Yeah, and and I mean, can that even taste? She goes from zero to turbo, bitch, real fast. Oh yeah. I mean, I I kind of I'm having questions about my relationship here. Let me get you drunk and then claim that you hit me. Yeah, it's like wow, where the hell did this? <laughs> and come then from? she really stuck to her guns on the he hit me. Yeah. I mean, even when it clearly. Didn't happen, and they passed out. No, yeah. And then, and then when she she is okay, she's talking to her mom, and ah. she's like, she's like, oh, you need to stay with him. He's your he's your money ticket, your meal ticket. Yeah, yeah. he's your meal ticket. <laughs> oh yeah, I've got breast cancer. Yeah, they just casually throw that out, and that is never mentioned again. It's never mentioned again. And Lisa immediately goes to, I don't want to hear about your problems. Here's my problem. Yeah, my I don't like my boyfriend. You're dying of breast cancer, but I don't like my boyfriend, and you should see me waving my arms in the air right now, Vic. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure it's amusing. Yeah, it, it's... Man. You're telling me a clap hot, Blackcliff! <laughs> <laughs> and who... Okay, maybe you can figure this out. There was halfway through the movie, some random couple shows up at his apartment and, yeah. and attempts to have sex in the apartment. Who was that? I, 
I supposedly they the the boy is somebody that comes there and does his homework sometimes. And honestly, it sounded more like an excuse for those kids to just show up in their apartment and have sex. And like they were the <laughs> cool place that they could, you know, like uh, it, it's like going to a hotel without having to pay for a hotel, you know? Yeah, it's get sounds- out from underneath mom and dad's eyes. And just run off and, you know, have a quick... You're like, this weird guy let us in his house to screw, it's okay. There's only (laughs) nothing wrong with that. It sounds like when when you were in high school and you knew this guy that was just a couple of years out of high school and had his own place, but he still hung out with the high school kids. And he'd buy beer for you. Yeah, Yeah. and it's like, oh, yeah, you could come over. You could have sex in my house. That's fine. I'm I'm, I'm totally not going to record it. No, no. (laughs) If you see a red light flashing, just ignore it. But that's the kind of dialogue I kind of expect from this movie. <laughs> Fucking laugh. That guy. <laughs> uh, yeah. Dude, yeah, yeah, yeah. give me one redeeming factor of this movie. One. What one good thing, and I'm not talking ironically good. I'm not talking about why it's going to become a cult classic because it was so bad. Give me one good thing about this movie, Corey. The movie that was created starring James Franco that was explained uh, the, the the making of. What? Oh, yeah. I, the best movie. thing about that this movie is the movie that was made about how bad it is. Yes. <laughs> hey, you wanted something. I gave you something. I, I, this movie. Give me a redeeming factor of this movie. Something good that was in this movie. Not that came from this movie. Okay. Because good things have come from the fucking Holocaust. Okay. So that doesn't. Wow. So I know you don't like to edit this podcast much, Corey, but you really. Oh, I'm not taking that out. That. No, go in and clip that, oh. and then like make that your ringtone when he calls you. Uh. Uh. <laughs> or better, make it your ringtone when Brad calls you. Uh. <laughs> okay. Here, you want you want to know. Um, yes. Something good that came out of that. I learned you can have two separate sex scenes in the same movie and just reuse the footage from the first one in the <laughs> second one. Man, what the hell was up with that? There were in the I, I I actually when they got to the third sex scene, I'm like, Jesus, there's a lot of his ass in this movie. Mm-hmm. I didn't need any of his ass in this movie. Uh-uh. And then I look at the time mark; it's at 30 minutes. So. There have been three sex scenes in the first 30 minutes. That is one sex scene every 10 minutes. Also, that is entirely too much sex scene. Also, you're not you're not including the other sex scene that she had with uh what's his name? With Mark? With Mark. Oh no, I'm just talking about the first 30 minutes. Yeah. There were she was she was in she she had like six different sex scenes over the course of the movie mm-hmm. and it's a it's an hour and 40 minute movie. Yeah. I mean you can tell, you can tell in the dialogue in this that when he wrote this, something bad happened in his life. Oh yeah. And he was putting it all in paper and it was none of it was his fault. Yeah, he probably this was Here's your redeeming I think this is autobiographical. autobiographical. Here's your redeeming quality, Vic. I think this was his therapy. I think this is how he worked a lot of this shit out. Mhm. Um <laughs> Put it all. He put it all down on paper and then put it on film. Yeah, I mean, you listen to some of that dialogue, and it's almost like, okay, I get what happened. His girlfriend was cheating on him with his best friend. Yeah, and with his best friend. This is all about. I guarantee you, this really happened. And some of the stuff that and making the movie was his way of not ending the movie. This ending is ending things the same way he ended it, them in the movie. Right. Yeah, this making this movie is what kept Tommy Wiseau alive. Yes, there you go. So there's your okay. Maybe that isn't a redeeming. No, no. no I'm sorry. All human life is great. Yes. <laughs> it's ridiculous. This whole fucking thing, Corey. Yeah. <laughs> you have failed this podcast. <laughs> I love it, man. I mean, seriously. I actually watched this when I was when I was sober, so uh, and I still enjoyed it. I still was watching the whole thing. I'm going, what in the fuck? I, I I said that many a times. I mean, how many times can they play football in this movie? At I mean, seriously, least one more, as and, it turns out, and stand two feet away from each other as they <laughs> as they softly. Man, lob they got it. some spiral on that three foot throw. Oh my god! I mean. <laughs> 
And then I'm watching it. And then another guy shows up. It's at the party when he when they had the birthday party for him towards the end. This guy shows up and finds out that the, what, the random walk in. Yeah. I'm what like, the hell are you guys doing? Yeah. Who the hell are you? <laughs> Who the hell are you? <laughs> Why are you here? <laughs> this movie's almost well, over. Hi, Rando. <laughs> yeah. It's like this movie's almost over and you're just now showing up. Where have you been? You want to know what I bet it is with stuff like that? Because, I mean, you and I know some of the same people. Vic, you know some of the same people. Um, I've worked on some movie sets in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, when you have a movie set where you maybe don't have the world's largest budget, right? it is really difficult to get people to continue to show up. You think it was supposed to be... It's the same character we've seen before. It's just a different actor playing him halfway through the movie. <laughs> or it's not hey, the same did, character. They said, oh, this, this fucker didn't show up today, so you. Yeah. You get to be the one to walk in. Yeah. I mean, they they say, I mean, they said that, that they had um, they had to change fucking uh, cast like five or six different times replacing people. So that's very much what it probably was. <laughs> yeah, I, I heard that he had his main cast, but then also had a backup cast uh, because he, he always thought or he thought that you had to have a backup. So uh, under studies, I mean, you know. Yeah, but the, <laughs> for a play. But, you know, yeah. but they did look they did look slightly alike, so they just they, they just figured I mean, we weren't smart enough to notice. That dude that walked in on them and, and a pair of glasses, a different pair of glasses, he could have been the psychiatrist guy. Yeah, I would have thought so. They all they all look the same. I mean Dick Sargent, Dick York, it's all the same. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Just um, a couple just of dicks. <laughs> <laughs> I beat Vic to the joke. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah. Jokes on you on this podcast about this movie. <laughs> well, fair. <laughs> and and the, and the creepy dude that kept coming over. Uh, oh, the the kid. Yeah, the quote unquote kid. The the one who was definitely <laughs> over eighteen. Yeah. Um, who kept trying to hit on Lisa. Yeah, he was like, um, "Would you, can I kiss you?" No, he's no. job. I'm talking about Denny. Those making weird faces. Yeah. And then, and then at the beginning of the movie, he's watching them have sex, and then gets called out on it. And then it's like, and then they have a weird pillow fight. A weird pillow fight, and he jumps in the bed. It's like, where the fuck is this movie going? <laughs> yeah, right. I was asking the same question the entire time. And then, and then, like, oh, you have to go. Yeah. So, Again, I'm not much of a drinker. I have never actually been drunk. I did give it a go last night, and I have to go. I mean, thankfully, uh, uh, you can get uh, alcohol on Sundays now in Indiana. Because uh-huh. <laughs> uh, I need, I am now officially out of Chicks Vodka. So, well, so uh, I'm glad we could help with that. <laughs> yeah, Vic. This movie drove him to drink. I know. I mean, it was a short drive, but I mean. <laughs> yeah. How did you? Oh, how my- did you guys watch this? Did you watch it on YouTube? Oh. Um, I declined comments. Okay. Vic? <laughs> uh, my friend Cody came over. Okay, so, so you weren't like me and watched it on YouTube. No. <laughs> I, I have a copy that I have had for a long time. Oh, okay. Um, that I got back in the traumatic cinematic days because I thought we were going to do The Room. Yeah. And then we never did it. I'm surprised you guys didn't. I really am. Uh, that was by choice. Yes. <laughs> um, we decided. And we at- after the <laughs> pandemic, we decided not to do the room. Uh, we made we made Louis promise that we would not do anything like that again. <laughs> um, I think I kind of remember that uh, that conversation. At though. least that's the way I remember it. That might be me projecting. I'd have to ask him. Um, but uh, uh, protecting <laughs> Louis, if you're listening, you need to get back on the air and do this movie. Yeah, and um, bring Mike with you. Nobody else needs it. No, Mike, you don't have to do it. Corey has to do it. That's who has uh, to do this movie. If you talk about this movie again, it's going to only be Corey. I, don't care. I think this movie is hilarious. I'm not like some people. that were. I'm not like you where I'm just like, Ugh. You thought you, you say it holds up? No, I said it doesn't hold up. It's still a shitty movie, but it's still fun to watch. The best part, Vic? Is that if we brought him over to Traumatic Cinematic and did this movie, we'd do the bankroller bust and he'd still be wrong. Yeah. Okay, okay. <laughs> you know, <he> knows the answer. <laughs> yeah. 
your statement, sir. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I, I'm sure I, I'm sure I would step out to my garage beforehand and be like, "Fuck, I can't remember what it was." <laughs> oh, well. I can get this. Maybe not. <laughs> How about seven hundred dollars? Was that close? <laughs> it's close. <laughs> um, I don't know. I think I think the movie, this movie, um, obviously gives you a something to poke fun at, which is not always a bad thing. Um, it gives you something to talk about because it's definitely a fucked up movie. Um, not so much that the story's fucked up, but it was just like I think someone could have made this movie. And actually have had a, a, an okay go at it, but this guy is not um, uh, capable, so <laughs> in if, my if opinion. They, if they have an okay go at it, does that mean, like, uh, a big, uh, uh, oh, I forget the name of the machine, you know, the one thing into the next, into the next, into the next, or just a bunch of treadmills, or... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Rube Goldberg. Rube Goldberg. Thank you. I blanked on the word. Yeah. I love those things, but <laughs> right. Um, I've reached the point in my in my old age now that I forget things like that. Now I guess. <laughs> Welcome but to the club. Hopefully, it means I'll forget this movie by tomorrow. <laughs> I was just thinking. <laughs> Don't, because then you might watch it again, <laughs> thinking you haven't seen it, and have to go through well, it all over. And I had actually forgotten how the movie ends. I completely <laughs> blocked it out. I I got to the end of the movie. I'm like, wait. Oh yeah. Oh. <laughs> um one of the one of the scenes that I like it's I've seen it several times today now because they keep showing up. I was watching like the honest trailers and and, and other and other YouTube videos and they always had this scene in there is when he goes in to buy the flowers. And Brady Oh, hi doggy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, hi doggy. But the funny thing is it's like he walks in and she's like, "Can I help you?" And, he's, and, he, and, he, and he, oh, I didn't recognize you. And then at the end of the scene, says, "You're my, You're my favorite, favorite customer. customer." Right? How did you not recognize him then? <laughs> How many people do you know that look like him? Well, and I mean, I, I, I'm right. gonna tell you, as a businessman, everyone's your favorite customer because you want them to spend more money. So, right. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, <laughs> I, I will say something that uh, maybe I probably shouldn't admit to. But barring my own personal relationships, I, I've never seen a person who is seven years into a relationship. Uh, the next morning is like, was that okay for you? Was that all good? Yeah. Uh, and then goes and buys her roses. I mean, because it, it's like it was the first night or something. Yeah. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying you shouldn't buy roses just because. But, I mean, especially since didn't she – I did she not like roses? Am I, am I misremembering that? Seven years in, you shouldn't have to still be asking. Right, if it was okay. exactly. That's my. That's How my was point. that? Was that okay? Did I hit the right spot? <laughs> well, no, he didn't because I don't know if you could tell. Um, but because uh, right in the right, right above her back, like right in the middle of her I mean, back, he was like hoping her belly button. Yeah. I think. Uh, and I mean, uh, there is entirely He's too much no in this movie. <laughs> Gonna have to be naked for this, but we're gonna do it skin and neck style. <laughs> yeah, apparently he said that uh, his ass had to be shown in the movie because that would sell tickets. I'm not sure who would be interested in that. Not me. Yeah, I have unfortunately the world's most unfortunate superpower. I don't know if we've talked about this before. Um, I'm gonna admit this again. I shouldn't. Uh, and so, uh, just want to remind everybody, this is not the kind of stuff you'll hear on the Comic Carnival podcast, uh, <laughs> where I edit everything and it's, uh, PG at best. Um, but, uh... So, you'll never hear me on that show? Uh, well, that for other reasons, but... I, oh, okay. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> Mostly. Uh, <laughs> but, but I have the world's most unfortunate superpower. If I am watching a movie and doing anything else... Uh, playing around on the computer, reading a comic book, whatever. If I look down at the other thing that I'm doing, if when I look back up, if there is any instance of man-ass in the movie, that's the moment that I look up. <laughs> so it, is, it is a terrible, horrifying ordeal for me. You have man-ass magnetism. <laughs> I, am not, I am not proud of it. It's, I mean, 
you know, to each their own, but it's not for me. Unfortunately, it's apparently going to be for me. Uh, <laughs> it's put in front of me at every opportunity. Um, and I, all of a sudden, I'm really glad Brad's not here. Uh, <laughs> Turn around and he'd be turned around on that chair. <laughs> um, but uh, so every every sex scene... I would look away because, like, eh, this is there's more. I don't, and then I look back up, man ass. It's like, no, <laughs> put it away. Yeah, nobody That's wants to see get that. I room. Mean, you thank you for thank you for hair removal, but um, <laughs> no, put it away. Yeah, nobody wants to see that. N- nobody, not one person. Oh, come oh on. it definitely. <laughs> yeah, I. there's so much the more that i think about this just the way everybody acted and the dialogue and just some of the way that things played out it's funny to me i I find so much humor in it and um i don't care what you say vic this movie (laughs) is damn funny uh it it may not hold up unintentionally funny though. yeah i know it and that's what's what's kind of great about it too (laughs) because i mean birdemic this one Birdemic is even worse. It doesn't. This doesn't even reach Birdemic level. But um, it's like I tweeted out earlier. Birdemic at least was ripping off the birds, mm-hmm. so you got Hitchcock involved. Yeah. Um, and so I mean, at least there's a, a seed of something that was good to begin with. This starts with the seed of Tommy Wiseau's 540-page unpublished novel. Right. Yeah. And this, I, I, I tweeted this oh, out earlier. Here's part of my problem, though. How expensive? How expensive is it to find a rooftop and actually film on said rooftop? Yeah, I know. But you know how they filmed this? They were in a parking <laughs> lot with a green screen. They were uh, on top of a building. It was in a parking lot. But <laughs> wonders if he did that just because he could. I mean, yeah, you can find a uh, a rooftop, but if you're Tommy Wiseau and you want to make a movie and you want to be taken seriously as a movie maker, doesn't it kind of make a weird Tommy Wiseau kind of sense to do it with a green screen to be able to say, look at the special effects that I did? Doesn't that look like it's on a rooftop? I could see, I could see that argument. If it, wasn't for the, if it wasn't for the white line from the green screen, maybe. I know, but you hear what I'm saying. Does it? It makes it. It makes the kind of Tommy Wiseau sense, though. Right. It, it does make a little bit of sense in his in his from his mindset and point of view. Yes, I see that. Yeah, but it, I can see not... that, but it doesn't. It doesn't make it any better. <laughs> um, fuck. I was going to say something earlier, Vic, and you cut me off and now I don't remember what yeah, it was. Good job, Vic. This, yeah, I know. <laughs> oh, I I'm know trying. what it was. I remember what it was. <laughs> ah, you suck. Um, I, I tweeted this out earlier that I hey, said... Hey, Carl, you want to go, play, go throw the wall? Shut up. Oh, I don't know. I uh, want to play some football, Vic. I thought this movie was bad, but it wasn't Neil Breen bad. Oh, yeah, you did say that. Yeah. I it, if, if you've never seen Neil Breen movies... You've got to watch those. I'm uh, not sure that's true. Corey. Oh, oh it's damn true. Corey, yeah. did you just seriously, with a straight face, suggest a movie to me by a director that would make worse movies than this thing? Uh, I wouldn't say it's worse. I think his movies are a little bit better, um, but not by much. The acting said it's better. not that bad. The, he says not Neil Breen bad. Well, no, no, it's it's worse than Neil Breen. The, it, it hasn't quite reached, you know. If you're looking at it on on a on a scale, uh, <laughs> Tommy Wiseau's The Room is here, and then above it is Neil Breen. So it kind of, it hasn't reached that plateau that that level yet. <laughs> you know, I can't see what here is right. <laughs> yeah, I know. You have to just imagine. Use your, use your imagination. That's what Wiseau did through this entire movie. He used an imagination that this was an actual good movie. The weird thing is he just took his hand and moved it from left to right. It was just left to right the entire time. It was a straight line. I moved it up. I moved it up. <laughs> oh, my God. Corey, you will never redeem yourself from this, by the way. Uh, I'm one, just of my, you... one of my favorite jokes that came from the room actually came from a piece of meta humor in the comic books 
uh, in comic books, not in like the room comic books, but uh, there because there aren't any of those yet. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure. No. That, I'm sure somebody will do one eventually. But they made uh, a video game out of it. Oh, that's right. Hmm. Um, but wait, uh, there's a room video game. Yes, based on the fucking movie. Hold, what 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 platform is this on? I haven't seen it. I just know it exists. Who would, it's horrible. Who I've would heard spend the tell, time? But I haven't seen it either. Who would spend time making that? Uh, the same guy. Uh, apparently, someone spent time making this movie. So these questions can't be asked. Good point. <laughs> so in in the Captain Marvel comic for Marvel Comics, uh, there was a bit where she was. They were they were supposed to have a movie night, and somebody turns up with a copy of The Room. The joke was that you know they they were supposed to get Room with Brie Larson, who of course is playing Captain Marvel in yeah. the Captain Marvel movie. So they're going for some meta humor. Oh, I was going to get a Brie Larson movie, and that was going to be Room, and then instead we got the Room, and then she ended it with, you know, that guy's an alien, right? <laughs> <laughs> And I read that, and I laughed for like ten minutes. That is that's oh, pretty funny. My God! So, um, developed was called New Grounds. Um, is it on Steam? It's a role-playing adventure game oh. with a point. Base. The player assumes the role of Johnny, a banker in San Francisco, as he goes about his daily life. <laughs> oh. Buy flowers. Record infidelity. Uh, throw a football. Throw a football. Oh my! Throw throw a football again. I think <laughs> I think that I think there were five scenes at least of football throwing. There was one in an alley. I guess that's what yeah. that was. Yeah. Then they went out into a field and played. T- then there was the wedding pictures one. Yeah. What the hell? Where, who got married? Oh, they they were taking their wedding pictures because the wedding was still on, even though he knew that she was sleeping with Mark. Okay, wait. Okay, so those were his wedding pictures. Yeah, they were the they were they were supposed to be the wedding pictures. Le- or they were supposed to be the the big pictures leading up to the wedding. You mean the pictures that they take the day of the wedding? Yes. You mean the the wedding that was never actually announced in the entire movie? Well, no, they said they were getting married in a month. Yeah. Yeah, and it's his future bride. Yeah. Not his fiance, his future bride. That's what everybody kept saying. It's like she's gonna be your wife, right? But they take pictures like people. Some people take pictures ahead of time, like just to get it out of the way, and that's where they that's where they're going. That I just linked the game to uh, to uh, your uh, thing, Corey. Oh, I can't look at that because I'll end up to your messenger. You're I'll, a horrible man. I'll, I'll end up. <laughs> I'll look at it later, but I don't want to. This is yeah. how you get your 99 minutes back right there. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're gonna st- we're gonna stop torturing Vic because I think he's had enough. Uh, oh, what's that? There are just the- now, aren't there? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just said it too much. <laughs> so I mean, I'm getting every this one. <laughs> Yeah, we're suffer. Gonna... You are suffer. Uh, <laughs> I'm at years of reparations because of you, Corey. <laughs> oh, is that what it is? <laughs> All right. We do want to thank you for listening. That is going to end this episode of the Showdown Podcast, where we talked uh, Tommy Wiseau's The Room. Uh, we do want to thank Mike for joining us today. <laughs> Hall of Fame. <laughs> no, it does not go in the Hall of Fame. But I am. <laughs> Do this bitch in a dumpster and set it on fire. I'm gonna talk. <laughs> I'm gonna talk to Carl and see if we can get him to bring in Tommy Wiseau to do a midnight screening at Pop. I'm gonna answer that for Carl. Hell no. Thank you, sir. Thank <laughs> you. <laughs> Hell no. Wait, <laughs> you can ask him if you want to, I'm but I will do everything you. in my power to shoot it down at every opportunity. I would so love I will it. get Brian involved. I, we will put a stop to that shit. <laughs> for those for those of you that don't know, I mean, we've talked about PopCon uh, several times before on on this show. Um, but Mike actually uh, works for PopCon as well too. And I am not one of the owners. I am one of no. the slightly elevated lackeys. Yeah. But so. Uh, one of the things I would love to see happen is if w- they did a midnight screening of this movie and they brought Tommy Wiseau in and Mike had to follow him around the entire weekend. 
No. No, he's <laughs> too. No, if anyone's going to have to follow him around, you fool, it's you. <laughs> We're going to handcuff you to him. <laughs> I, I, I could get behind that, actually. If, if, I, if I had to follow him around all weekend, I would have a camera rolling because that would be the funniest shit. I mean, seriously. I saw I'm going to handcuff you to his ankle. Fuck you. <laughs> I mean, I saw an interview with him today. Somebody asked him. Um, and he was sitting with the dude that plays his, his best friend in the movie. They were sitting there together. Greg Sestero, the guy that actually wrote The Disaster Artist. Yeah. He, they said, uh, what is the meaning behind the, the framed uh, spoons? Because if you look in the background in, in, a, lot of the, in a lot of the movies. It's fucking spoon art. <laughs> yeah, it's spoon art. He literally said some outlandish shit that I've never, I don't even know what he said. It made no absolute sense. He starts about talking about what's the first spoon you put in your mouth, and he's like, "I, I don't know. I, I guess a metal one." He's like, "No, what is another one?" And he was like trying to get him to say what he wanted him to say instead of just saying it himself. And then he goes on to talk about how um, plastic's not good for you, and and going into all that. I'm like, and truthfully, the reason behind the spoon frames. Is because that was the picture that was in there when they bought the frames. Yeah, and his, so Wiseau was just coming up with this this crazy stories. That's why I would have cameras rolling if I was following him around at all times. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that would be hilarious. I would love it. So the only the only good thing to come out of this fucking movie is this podcast. Yes. Good night. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I again, think Vic just dropped the mic. I think he did. Uh, so I guess with that, uh, again, thanks, Mike, for, for coming by and being I on the show. I wouldn't say any time, but I'm going to have to rethink that from now I on. I think so. Uh, <laughs> on behalf of Vic, uh, I am Corey. Thank you for listening, and we'll talk to you next time. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.